Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. But today, we are continuing our exciting journey to through Avengers versus X-Men. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by the disapproving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know why. I, I, this is Josh, and I'm with you. We are not covering the best right now, We, but this is not exciting by any means. You know what? I will say I think the second half is better than the first half. Hmm. Let's find that together. <laughs> okay. No, in fairness, if you guys didn't, for some reason, not listen to part one, we're on issue six or round six of Avengers versus X-Men right after they get the Phoenix Force powers and they become the Phoenix Five. Now, I think in this six or seven part journey, is a very good Avengers story if they were fighting five random bad guys. Like if this was mm-hmm. Avengers versus the original Masters of Evil or something yeah. like that, this is a good Avengers story about them coming back from being desperate and running and hiding in a situation you don't always see the Avengers in. The problem is these are characters that we've been rooting for for years. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, yeah, I, you're right. This would be a very good if the phoenix if it, if it was like the phoenix force five and it was like some brand new baddies we've never heard of then sure oh yeah but, if the phoenix was yeah. broken actually that would have been a better way to do this story if the avengers and the x-men are fighting on the moon and a group of bad guys have been plotting between this the whole time and the phoenix went to them yeah and then the whole entire book shifts to we have to work together to beat these five bad guys i know the, the alliteration phoenix. isn't there but it could be like the phoenix sinister six you know and then we have yeah, something about like that so that would have been better but instead we have this so issue six opens up 10 days after the phoenix five got their powers with magneto welcoming xavier to a brand new version of utopia how big is it that it varies everything's floating now apparently yeah it's cloud city now essentially cloud city he's showing off the place and xavier whom i'm trying to remember so xavier in this in this time period he died during he didn't die in house of m everyone thought he was dead but his grave was empty yes i want to say he died during messiah complex and then i think so and then he was brought back in a book called x-men legacy i think okay and something to do with um rasputin was it rasputin yeah Something about that and how Magneto got his powers back. Because Magneto got his powers back in a weird way. He went to Asteroid X and went to Rasputin and like helped him get his powers. And of course, it kind of de-aged him because we're getting to that point where Magneto should be in his late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So they had a we have an in-canon reason why he's a little younger. Um, so just, just just the hilarity that like we finally reached a point now in the X-Men where we're like, oh, so here just plot wise we've cured death so like we know tongue-in-cheek we've cured death all this time because no yeah. one ever stays dead no. but i just love that they're just like straight up now like oh, oh we cured death it's fine that that's how we're going to explain it now and it's yeah. perfect it's fucking perfect just <laughs> lean into it just lean into it so we have xavier and uh, cyclops talking about what the phoenix force is doing right now and they're helping the world they're changing it for the better bringing water to deserts and fixing all this stuff and we see all the members in different parts of the world fixing things like see we're doing good and again the whole time the avengers and humans are like we don't like this but for now all the mutants seem pretty happy too 
and we have everyone still kind of fighting back but like when they fight they realize the mutants are helping the situations and it's like this is where i kind of fall into a weird place immediately where i'm like well we're supposed to root against the phoenix five but they are doing good and we know where it's going to lead to the end of the book but it only escalates because the heroes don't want to believe they're good so no one's right it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah essentially uh we do have a nice moment i think when beast is like what are we doing like why am i plotting to hurt my childhood friends when they're doing good i'm just gonna leave (laughs) yeah and then wolverine's like where do you think you're going bub and just like away from here like what are you doing man like (laughs) but again this is every issue has this moment where you have a really good plot point conversation that's never going to be expanded nope because once again this is a good moral question from a mutant that's never expanded and just glossed over later and then we get to a part where i think i think this is really where my downturn with this series comes in when we're just when we get to this part now where it's like oh perhaps the iron fist is somehow the counterpart to the feet and it's like okay what the fuck is happening okay so right before that though we have uh, cyclops talking to hope saying like hey this isn't a prison you can leave whenever you want and she's like but i feel the phoenix calling to me and cyclops is basically like you don't deserve it you rejected this power yeah <laughs> that's true i do remember him being like nah bitch basically you, you wanted you didn't want it now i got it now you want it you just a jealous brat kind of yeah And then we again see how the Phoenix Five is helping the world. We see Namor floating all the nukes out of the ocean. Same with Colossus and Magic destroying army tanks. And Magic's gone full Tank Girl on that. Like, that's such a cool spread. That looks like a scene right out of Tank Girl. Okay. The art in the second half, especially, is fantastic. It's great. Yeah. The art, I mean, the whole book, but especially the second half, you can tell um, they really just went all out with some of these panel spreads and everything. Really beautiful art. Um, then yes, we get to the part you're mentioning where, yeah, yeah, uh, there's an ancient prophecy that we just found just now that basically has a picture of hope fighting an evil Phoenix monster thing. And it's like, yeah, she's the chosen one. I guess that works. Then we cut to the UN talking about how to handle the situation. And then we have, um, Wanda thinking about life and history. Can we pause real quick though? There, this this prophecy that they they just found like at no point did did like when gene fought the phoenix did anyone were like oh isn't there like a prophecy where like a redheaded lady fights the phoenix could this be it like no there's like no this is the one they found the prophecy just now so now the avengers think we need to get hope on our side and maybe we can handle the phoenix if we have her after wanda has a prophecy about the world ending so again, <laughs> the Avengers want to go invade Utopia. Keeping in mind, you are antagonizing a group of powerful gods who are only helping right now. Currently, 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 they are ridding the world of arms. They are ending world hunger. They are ending drought. That you know what I mean? Like they are lifting nations out of debt. They are quite literally saving the world yeah bad guys classic bad guy move classic bad guy move i I don't know if they actually describe what the armor is 
but they all drop into utopia wearing the special armor and i'm like is that gonna help they're still gods <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what this armor was supposed to be either other than like maybe we can make some cool looking toys all fly our guest here says it helps them all fly it does that sure it gives them all wings but then like thor's wearing armor too so like i don't know so sure um, oh wait so- is this i feel like is is something on there supposed to like potentially absorb the phoenix energy is this Maybe still forgot, tony stark yeah. trying to like do something with the phoenix energy anyway let's so go. then and understandably they're like hey you really can't keep doing this <laughs> you can't just keep popping up on our island and try to take someone but differently hope is like i want to leave you said i'm not a prisoner let me leave and again, to me, understandably, he's like, this is different. They want to use you against us. They want to see if you have something that can beat us. So no, you can't leave. Cue a fight. And cue Wanda. Scarlet Witch is back and her touching uh, Cyclops Phoenix. He felt it. What does that mean? How he feel that? And then he decides it's time for no more Avengers. That's the end of issue six. Now, the thing with that is, again, the Avengers antagonize gods, and now they're escalating. Correct. Like, you, the good guys, keep escalating, which makes the bad guys escalate. Bad guys who are already unstable with brand new powers. <laughs> again, I don't understand exactly who I'm rooting for, but it's fine. I, it, it, I hate this plot. This plot makes no sense, really, in the, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. No. Um, so now the Phoenix Five go to uh, Stark Tower to see where Hope is, and they get into a fight with Scarlet Witch. So now it's Magic versus Scarlet Witch, and again, she's getting hurt, and Magic's getting pissed off that she's getting hurt, can't win this fight, almost kills Hawkeye, <laughs> like, actually basically kills him, but like, he's not dead yet. Yeah. And then we get to kind of the turn of the Phoenix Five, where people like Namor, who are already hard-headed and antagonistic, are like, yeah, let him die then. This is war. And Cyclops saying, like, no, no, no. Heal him and put him in prison. That's what we're doing. We're still going to keep the higher ground. And Namor's kind of like, I don't give a shit. This is war. And that is true to Namor's character, 110%. Namor hasn't changed at all with the Phoenix Force. He's just more powerful. Yeah, and actually, you can say, like, every character eventually changes because of the Phoenix Force. Yes, Namor is exactly the same. He's yes. a prick in every book he's in. Sometimes a noble and, prick, sometimes a straight-up prick. he always thinks that he, in, in whatever race he identifies at that time, should be the superior one. Yeah. So now we have T'Challa and Tony trying to figure out a way to stop the Phoenix Force, and then... Doctor Strange gives the rest of the Avengers a necklace so they don't know where Wanda is because every team will look like they have a Wanda. And like they understand that the Phoenix Force is scared of Wanda. Even though, you know, she's not in the prophecy. Whatever, it's fine. So eventually, as they fight, Wanda actually hurts Namor, like dematerializes him and throws him away, basically. So now they know she's a huge problem they have to figure out problem is emma when she has the phoenix force is kind of acting like her old self and tells namor flat out like scott is still a boy scout you're not and just so you know hope is hiding in um in wakanda yeah now this next 
story, this next plot point has affected Avengers or all of Marvel even to this day. Like, I think the only reason Namor is going to be the main villain, allegedly, of the new Black Panther is because of this story. Yeah. So Namor by himself goes to Wakanda and says, you know what? I'm just going to drown this shit. So he, again, another fantastic splash page is Namor on top of a wave yelling war as the wave crashes towards Wakanda. And that's the end of issue seven. Uh, Issue eight starts with Namor destroying everything. Like, no mercy. Drowning everything. And like I said, this stays in the comics for a long time. Like, it's a great shame of Wakandan history now. Years later, Black Panther will try and kill Namor for this. And again, a great comic in New Avengers where, like, they're saving the universe, but literally uh, Black Panther stabs Namor at the end saying, I never forget as he pushes Namor off a platform. It's really great. Nice. Yeah. So now we have Wolverine and Hope going to Kunlun to train with these magic Iron Fist powers because that's an option. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. As we have essentially the way they beat Namor is by ganging up on him. Like that's what they did. They just gang up on him. Like yeah. Spider-Man, Hulk, Thor, the thing, Valkyrie, Strange, Vision, Beast, who I guess is part of it again, who even though he left. For some reason, Daredevil, who's not in the same power set, like Daredevil should not be fighting a phoenix. <laughs> Daredevil's like, don't worry, I can't see. I'm only a regular person. I have no healing factor or super strength. I have high senses and kung fu. Let's My fight whole, the fire god. The only thing I can do is karate and just kind of radar my way around the world. Yeah. I do and like I, this picture. He, of, he wouldn't of, stand a chance against non-Phoenix Namor. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> That's 100% true. I do like this shot of uh, Namor catching Hulk's hand, Red Hulk's hand, and just snapping his arm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, But yeah, he keeps fighting, and then basically Thor just powers up and slams him down, and eventually, while Thor is hitting Namor with his hammer, Wanda shows up and starts hitting him with energy, with chaos magic, whatever. Chaos magic. That's that's answered everything. And eventually Namor is down, and then they find out when one of them falls, the energy goes to the rest of them. Which is a plot point. Again, this would be a great plot point if they were fighting legitimate bad guys. 100%. Because it's, oh yeah, you need a reason for bad guys to bicker and fight. This is a perfect reason. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad it's not bad guys. So, so they've beaten so Namor. Huh? So they beat Namor. So he's unconscious in the Phoenix Force is like, ah, this is pathetic. I'm out of here. Or they killed Namor and the Phoenix Force is gone. That is fair. Like that's what I don't understand. Do are these people dying when the no, Phoenix they're not Force dying. them? Okay. They're just knocked out essentially. So the Phoenix is just like, Oh, you're pathetic now. You got knocked out. I'm leaving. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? Whoever wrote this issue uh, doesn't know either, probably. It doesn't matter, really, in the grand scheme of things. No, it's just a reason for them to start one by one. It's a plot point. That's what matters. It is 100% a plot point to do this. Um, So then we have the Phoenix Four being like, oh, shit, we have a a little more power. I got a little bit more juice. You got a little bit more juice. And then we get a message from Xavier who's just like, you guys need to chill. Like, this is enough. 
And they're kind of like, fuck off, old man. Just because you can walk now. Fuck off. You think you got leg powers? Bitch, we got Phoenix powers. (laughs) (laughs) So then... So then we have the rest of the Avengers going to Kunlun because it's going to be hard to find them. That is the end of issue eight, issue nine. Before we do move on to issue nine, though, at some point, Xavier says, this is your last chance. Stop or I'll stop you. So if Xavier (laughs) is so confident in his ability to just stop the Phoenix Force, why did Gene have to die back in the 80s? I think I assume it's because he has a closer connection to Scott, like the father-son connection, and he thought, I can get to him by fucking with his brain because I know him so well. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. That's solid so point. then we get to probably the best issue, I think, in is this, this part. Is this basically the Spidey one? Yeah. Yeah. Because, again, <laughs> I'm gonna repeat myself again, it's done very well. If this was two villains, it would be perfect. Um but it's essentially they're trying to get to the Avengers now. They don't know what, exactly what's going on, that she's in Kun Lun, and they're they're picking off different Avengers one by one. Um, I forgot where... Is she in Limbo? Magic? Magic um, she in, no, I think they're in... Somewhere else? Like Russia or some shit. I don't That's know. fine. So we see, during in the meantime, this is actually yeah, where Storm and Black Panther get a divorce. And again, out of character a little bit because Black Panther knows this wasn't the X-Men. This was the Phoenix. This was Namor especially. They weren't led by an army of mutants. So him telling Storm, hey, uh, the high priest already annulled our marriage. We're not married anymore. And she's like, but you're the high priest. And he just kind of looks at her like, you're blaming her for this. Like, okay, from my point of view, it is weird for a black man to blame a single person based off their race. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I I hear you. Um, I I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I I don't get it either, but I I can see you know when a, a borderline genocide, if you will, just occurred. <laughs> A genocide, but you know the genocide's done by one individual. Like if they all came as an army, he can be like, he, "You supported this." You here's know? the thing, though. At the time of the attack, Storm was still on their side. She had chosen yeah. to side with Utopia. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? I think that. I think it's coming across as straight up a race thing, but I think it's more of an allegiance thing, or species you, thing, species thing, if you will. Yes. But I think it's more of a you chose them over us. And while you were on their side, this happened. They murdered all of us. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, so also, I want please to bring don't up, please don't make me defend this book anymore. I'm done. <laughs> so also, I want to bring up during this point, I was reading a lot of side comic uh, comics like tie in comics. Oh, you had a lot of there. you had a, a lot of side comics, huh? Yeah, a lot of side pieces. <laughs> Um, I haven't read them in years, but from what I remember, they elaborate a lot more on what the individual Phoenix Force members were feeling during this time. So we get one page of Emma killing this man because he killed a mutant when he was flying one time and didn't tell anyone. Yes. In her issue, though, they expand on that a lot more, how she actually spends days just 
jumping into a bunch of regular people's minds and finding their sin. And if their sin was hurting a mutant, they die. Yeah. Like she killed a lot of people in one issue, particularly of like, That's cool. You thought you wouldn't, no one knew you killed that mutant. You did this, I, you did that. It, it, this might come as no surprise, but that's pretty cool. It's pretty I'm, cool. I'm, I'm on Emma's side. And then there was another good one where I might have mentioned this last episode. I don't know if I mentioned it to you in per, or, you know, privately, but like there's an issue where it's all about when we Cyclops. Pillow, when we were doing huh? our pillow talk? Yeah, pillow talk. Or not Cyclops, uh, Colossus trying to convince Kitty to get back together with them. Yeah, yeah, and, I think. Yeah. Yeah, did I mention in the episode? I, I don't remember now. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. Go ahead. Just in case I didn't, real quick. Um, it was Colossus trying to woo Kitty back and basically showing like, hey, you want a garden? Boom, here's a garden. Check it out. I'm so cool. And eventually she's like, you're kind of like too powerful. And like he got pissed and immediately was like defensive and angry and yeah. more and more showing that like he's not the same person, which made her just go like, all right, peace. And then her other and then her other girlfriend who happens to be his sister was also being a real fucking weirdo at the time too. So what the hell is Kitty supposed to do, man? Yeah. So eventually the Avengers try and fight magic and Colossus in this cave full of demons. And of course they're losing because it's two even more powerful Phoenix Force members. But eventually Spidey being Spidey makes them bicker with each other. And again, his last few pages are fantastic, especially uh, Spider-Man's dialogue being covered in blood spots. Yeah. Like really a nice touch talking about how the blood feels, what's happening. Like you feel his confusion in the writing really, really good. I'll give him props for that. Um, I'm curious who wrote this part, part nine written by Jason, Jason Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Aaron. Great writer. All of them are great writers, but yeah. Um, and eventually magic says you should just kill him. And Klaus is like, no, 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 we don't do that. Hey, brother, you're being weak. Don't say that. Don't piss me off. And eventually they just fight each other while Spider-Man is just like, I did good, right? I think he says, like, did I do good, Uncle Ben? And Cap's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but good job. Good job, kid. But you did good, kiddo. So now we have two more Phoenix Force members gone, but that makes the other two even stronger. And this issue ends with a very powerful Cyclops above Kunlan saying it's time to come home. And that's how issue nine closes. Next up, we just kick off right away on issue 10 with Cyclops trying to shoot all the Avengers with his eyes and shoot fire <laughs> at them and try. <laughs> well, I say that because like he does shoot fire eventually and energy and whatever, but then it also still uses laser eyes. I mean, when you got laser eyes, you got laser eyes, you know? Yeah, of course. But, like, obviously, he's more powerful now. And at the same time, the other, like, back on Utopia, the other mutants are kind of feeling like maybe this isn't so cool anymore. Because Emma says, hey, are you loyal? While reading their mind. I don't know. I don't know, Cannonball. You don't sound too loyal. Your thoughts say something differently. Yeah. Fix that. He calls, she calls uh, Magneto an arrogant old man who has no power anymore, which leaves Magneto going, like, shit this isn't good yeah yeah when like, magneto's like somebody's gotten too powerful then well one consistent thing i do like in this book is how xavier and magneto are consistently warning the mutants to stop what they're doing yeah like even when magneto's proud of them he still goes you guys need to chill out a little bit and his last few panels is basically 
him trying to, I guess, like block his mind a little bit and then look at his helmet like, fuck, I need this again. Yeah. Back on Kunlun, Cyclops very easily beat the Avengers. And now Hope with the power of a dragon and a ninja can fight Cyclops and shoot green energy. Again, (laughs) we spoke about this last time. She's using dragon fire. She's taking the dragon's power and or the Iron Fist power, whatever his name is next to her. Oh, that's... um. What's his name? Shit. Yeah, I forgot his name. Something the Thunder or whatever. Yeah. He's a karate master. Thunder Fist or some shit. Yeah, the guy right under Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. Martial arts hierarchy, I guess. But, like, is he a mutant then? Like, how is she borrowing these powers? Like, I don't under... uh, I don't want to get... So then she Iron Fist punches uh, Phoenix Force Cyclops. And he's like, well, shit. And he's punched literally off the planet onto the moon. Which is very comic booky because, like, it's into the moon with uh, Uatu the Watcher watching. <laughs> like, yeah. all that stuff. Which also is supposed to imply it's a major event because he's watching. Because he's watching it, yes. And then we cut back to Utopia where... Xavier's like, hey, Charles, old buddy, if you can hear me, I think we might have a problem. So then issue 11, we have Captain America in the middle of the desert trying to convince the Hulk to come back and help them out. Now, during this time, um, this is after a little after World War Hulk. Okay. So he kind of self-isolated himself again at this point. Mm hmm. Like he's like, you know what? I'm not good for the world. I'm just gonna chill out. And of course, yeah. Cap's like, "Hey, smash!" And and Hulk is like, "Yes, Hulk will smash for you." No smash. It's fine. Um, then we get to the the stuff that really frustrates me even more so than I've already been frustrated. We are in Wisconsin for some reason, where a bunch of mutants basically want asylum, and it's like a it's a nice page of like friends shaking hands again. But, like, it's a situation created by the other side. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then the rest of the book becomes this, like, you know what? Scott is a piece of shit. And it's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Why? Why are we now saying Scott's? And this will last for years to come. That Scott is responsible for everything he did. Why? No one has once ever blamed Jean for what she did when she was Dark Phoenix. No. Everyone's like, it was the Phoenix. With Scott, it's like, it was that asshole Scott. Jean killed an entire planet. Yeah. Yeah. Of broccoli people. Yeah. Delicious broccoli people. (laughs) Didn't even eat them. So now a bunch of mutants and Avengers are like, we need to stop Emma and Scott. Now, granted, Emma and Scott have gone crazy now. They have. I mean, that is... (laughs) That is true. And they are talking about restarting the world in their image, basically. And you, it's you actually know. a lot of Emma saying that and Scott being like, uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm not really sure about this yet. And yeah. I do like that. Almost like a super soldier serum. Like it's only enhancing your base personality, you know? So again, which Gene <laughs> killed an entire planet. So yeah. like, anyway, yeah. I love Gene. Everyone knows I love Gene Gray. So now, during this time period, um, Cyclops, 
senses Xavier and he's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't need your shit. I'm already under a lot of goddamn pressure. And Xavier's like, I'm just going to stop you, bro. And then all the Avengers appear. Um, Doctor Strange is trying to hold back uh, Cyclops. And you have Xavier just hands, very casual, hands in pocket, very Orange Cassidy, just doing his thing, chilling, <laughs> using his psychic powers. And what did happen that I like is after the Hulk smashed Emma, basically, lack of a better term, um, <laughs> Cyclops is like, Sorry, you know what I gotta second. do? I gotta just take her power while she's down. <laughs> yeah, and which again, some stuff confused me because, like, I did like how Hawkeye just shoots an arrow into his neck and he's like, "Let's run, let's run." <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, that didn't work. Next plan. <laughs> I did my thing. An arrow. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Um, the to the Scott taking Emma's powers though. Again, it's like. I know they're like supposed to be out of character because the Phoenix force is fucking with them. But like yeah. also if they are still in control of their actions, be held accountable. Scott wouldn't do that. Yes. Not to I Emma. I like think at this point they both have too much power and they're losing it. Yeah. 100%. That's already point, talking though. about rewriting the world. So they've already lost it. Exactly. So yet they, why is he for the next decade, basically, like yeah a bad person exactly anyway good like honestly until this current reboot that we've been yes. covering well mainly the the uncanny run before the krakoa reboot when scott came back from the dead yeah yeah when people were like yeah. oh shit scott's back hey while you were gone we had a change of heart about you and he was like oh cool <laughs> thanks thanks yeah i was right uh <laughs> they tried to change us for humans and canceled our books for humans because they couldn't get our property anymore you know they mutant metaphored us <laughs> Basically. they marginalized us <laughs> well they did the thing they did the exact thing they said they wouldn't do they did the thing that they've been like allegory <laughs> allegorizing <laughs> for like 70 years now so then scott becomes the dark phoenix cyclops and kills xavier the thing that no one will ever let him forget you know, a thing that happens all the time. Yes. And also, even though he is full Phoenix, is still crying when he did it. Yes. So now Wolverine naturally is pissed and tells Hulk to throw him. Time for a new fastball special. Emma, who now has no powers, just goes like, oh, no. Like, now that I'm aware of what's happening, this is not good. Cue a fantastic splash page of dark Phoenix Cyclops. Yeah, I, and I, I like that. Really nice and and I like that he, you know, I, I, they all do at one point whenever they turn into Dark Phoenix. But he says exactly what Jean said when she turned into the Phoenix, except hear me, X Men, which is I am fire and life incarnate now and forever. Like that is that's part of what Jean said when she turned into the Dark Phoenix. And it's funny because when you read that exact wording, you think Claremont. Mm -hmm. Like that's yeah. exactly how Claremont would put it. Basically. Because it is exactly the words he used. Yeah. <laughs> then we get to the final issue, issue 12, where we get a whole big thing about the history of the current mutant era. And then we see Phoenix energy and chaos magic make a yin and yang for some reason. And essentially, it's Cyclops being the shit out of all the Avengers, literally all over the world, like punching them around the world. 
or I shouldn't say just the Avengers, everyone, all the good guys are trying to help the world while this Phoenix is trying to restart everything and destroy everything. But again, comparatively to Jean, when she was Phoenix, everyone's talking to him like he's Cyclops. Everyone's acting like he's making a clear choice to do this. Yeah. And it's very, it like, even then, it was very frustrating. It, it was Gene, I know you're in there. Gene, I know you don't want to do this. Yeah. And everyone's like, fuck you, Scott, in this version. <laughs> Everyone with Scott is like, you're a real prick and I've always hated you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Uh, then we get Richard Ryder Nova just barreling into him. And uh, you might not understand this. He's uh, Scott says a line that like you're not even supposed to be. You don't. You don't even belong here. Um, he meant that was basically during a time where Nova died in what's called the Cancer Verse, but then appeared out of nowhere again. And everyone's like, "You're definitely dead." And <laughs> it's a whole cosmic Guardians of the Galaxy story, basically. So true. A little explanation to that. Uh, until eventually, Scarlet Witch and Hope show up. And they have a big punch him up fight. And Scott has memories of his past while he's losing his mind. And eventually both ladies work together to beat him up. And Hope becomes, uh, it's actually labeled on certain toys I have, White Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Hence the white clothing, looks just like Jean. And starts healing the world with the power of chaos magic, balancing it out. And they both say, no more Phoenix. Even though the Phoenix came back like a two years later i think the phoenix will always come back yeah and now we're about to live in a world where like like isn't something about to happen with thor and the phoenix what i think there i think there's an upcoming story arc where like somehow the phoenix force is going to get linked to thor i know in the current uh donny kate's run um thor became like a guardian of galactus like a herald of galactus true yeah i know that i don't know about the i'm not up to date on the run so i don't think it like i think it was i think it was like some like advanced marketing marvel did for like some summer event i think so like, oh might... okay yeah i think it's in the avengers book okay and i think like echo became the current host of the phoenix force but like other people almost had it and i didn't read the story but like, so like that so that's my thing though like i'm wondering let's finish this i'll get back to, i'll try to remember yeah. to get back to it um so eventually we see mutants are showing up again they're popping up all over the beginning of mutants is happening again and the book continues on to scott in jail in a ruby prison with over-the-top helmet and glasses uh talking to cast and okay i don't always like this term but i think this might be the best use of it this is a character assassination of cyclops oh yeah this last two issues are completely different than who the character is, and nothing exemplifies it more than these last few pages yeah. of Scott being like, it was worth it, I was right, mutants are coming back, and then like basically Wolverine and Cap just disgusted by him. And I'm just like, wait, who, who, that's not the character. Like, no. oh, I'm sorry I killed the guy who was my father, but you know what, it was worth it because mutants are coming back. Like, no, that's not Scott. Like, I know we were going for, like, Scott's been radicalized. Yeah. But, like, that's a different... Like, they like they went from Scott's been radicalized to, to being, like, mutants are my... Mutants are, like, I want to lead the mutants into, like, 
their own utopia yeah. versus radicalized like i'm willing to commit jihad for for mutants you know like i'm willing to to fucking sacrifice the lives of innocent people for mutants that's still that's not that's not scott no and i get i always like the idea especially during this time period of scott being almost disillusioned by the old ways and like you see throughout the matt fraction era that he is willing to do a little more extreme things and to yeah. change it up, which is good for a growing character. But I, like, I'm fine with him being radical, but not that radical. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, not not terrorist radical. Like, yeah. And the book literally ends with Utopia's done. It literally says no pre- no trespassing by order of Shield. So Shield just took over the island. That's great for the mutants. Fucking and cops. Hope flying off with a jetpack with a rose growing, talking about rebirth, and it says the end the end um okay so let me because i will forget so let me go back to my my talk of my phoenix talk real quick so the phoenix has traditionally been an x-men character yeah and it seems to me that right now we're finding the phoenix being involved in characters that are becoming popular on tv or have movie things coming out like echo and now the phoenix is involved with the avengers and thor i'm wondering if in some way the phoenix is going to make its way into the movie verse and bring with it mutants honestly that's not a bad take because we've seen like they like to test the water a little bit in like games comics and like animated movies yeah actually dc especially dc does the same thing but like yeah yeah, they test the water with story in this comic and in like subsequent comics the phoenix came around to basically bring mutants about like i don't know so it's funny because in the comics they recently just made a new iron fist like danny rand gave his powers up yes. to an asian character mm-hmm. and i'm like that's random or is it because now they're bringing the defenders into the continuity and no one likes the actor who played iron fist exactly and now you have a good reason why is a new iron fist who you can debut in like sung shi too if you want yeah so i think yeah I, that's a good i, I have a, i have a suspicion that will somehow the phoenix will be involved in the marvel universe at at or before the mutants are well it's funny because i back in the day movies like since spider-man like sam raimi spider-man one movies always affected the comic books pretty directly it's the other way now man yeah like the last like four years or so it's been the opposite now we're like they realize we can just test it out here and see what the reaction is yeah and then when we bring it into a movie no one can give a shit because it's from the comics first it's from the comics and the people who are reading the comics will be like, oh, this happened and blah, blah, blah. I know it's going to happen. Like, and they get to have that superior feeling, Dude, which they crave oh so fucking God. much. The last two weeks of Miss Marvel, like, it's oh. such a good show. Yeah. But, like, these assholes that, like, I'm still not over the fact they changed their powers. How about I just watch the fucking show? Like, yeah. I literally saw a post saying how like they've ruined my childhood favorite character and it's like the character is like 12 years old like the character's been around for about 12 years yeah so you, how old like, are you <laughs> like the girl playing miss marvel got into comics with miss marvel like yeah and the books were already out for a little bit 
You know what I mean? Like she did, you know what I mean? Like, and she's like, what, 18 years old. Yeah. I think like she just graduated. I just watched a video where she found out the day she graduated is the day she found she was going to be Miss Marvel. Yeah. So calm the have you, have you watched it? I don't know if we've talked about it. I this. watched the first episode. I haven't seen the second one yet. I love it. I absolutely love I, the show. I love the first episode. Yeah, second episode, really- just as good. And there's a little plot point that makes me question if we are getting Inhumans or maybe even Mutants. Yeah. Uh, You'll yeah. see what I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah there's a little I'm bit looking- where I'm like, wait a minute. Anyway, so let's wrap up this. So that so was that I wanted- story. We didn't grade it. <sighs> we didn't put X's. Oh, man. Okay, before we grade it, I want to say that this bad story led to a lot of good stories like the repercussions of this led to a lot of good storytelling give me some exact again i wasn't yeah you weren't reading so what are some examples as a repercussion of this book we have uncanny x-men when it came back um that was really good that was allegedly by bendez but actually is by a ghostwriter and Bendez was writing the all oh, new. So X-Men. this was the uncanny Bendez run came after this. Okay. Yep. I didn't realize it was a ghostwriter though, which explains a lot. Cause I liked it. It lot. really does. Like I remember I was, I was, I felt like I was going crazy because this was uh, a backtrack a little bit. This was during the all new, all different era. This was Bendez and um, bachelor, right? Uncanny. Yes. Yeah. 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 Those were good. Those are really good. And the thing is, I was reading that at the same time I was reading all new uh, X-Men, which had the return of the original five from back in time. Yes. And I'm like, these are both Bendez? There's no fucking way. Because yeah. the quality seems way different. That's how I found out about the Ghost Rider. I just forgot her name. Um, and during this time, it kicked off. like The ending of this event kicked off the all new, all different era. Because I think this is around the same time as Avengers 1 coming out. And they kind of wanted to revamp a few of the characters. So, like, you had this new version of Cyclops with the red and black suit and, like, the big X across his forehead. Yeah, that was There was cool. a new X-Force book about Cable trying to make sure the future stays good and makes a whole new team of X-Force members. Like, it kicked off a lot of cool books. Yeah, I didn't read that one. It kicked off, like I mentioned before, like, the feud between Namor and Black Panther, which, like... Yeah translate perfectly into main avenger books like really really good stories from that like there's good things that came out of it but also the bullshit that came with it and like cyclops having to be looked at as a bad guy for the next like you said like next 10 years was always fucking weird yeah and honestly disappointing disappointing and also not xavier um wolverine was so just out of character the whole book yeah and Xavier came back. When did Xavier? I guess he came back for House of M, right? That's when he came back. House of M was before this. Sorry, not House of M. Sorry, I meant um, um, House of X. House of X. Did, yeah. Is that when he came back? I think so. That was like, probably the really... longest he's been dead. Yeah, I was. I don't remember him coming back before the Kirkoan age, and I don't know if we've explained how he's come back. <laughs> Uh, they said reboot. You know, they did explain it. <laughs> it was uh, restarting. Yeah, resurrection yeah. protocol. He, restarting he, he resurrected himself somehow. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. He's just back. And I do remember during that time period, there were a lot of times they kept teasing he's coming back. Wait, and, like, he might have honestly... Movie. Yeah, did he come back at the very end of Uncanny X-Men? But f- right before Krakoa started? 
I think I tapped out before the very end. I can't. I think he might have. I can't recall. It doesn't matter. Anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, but during that time period, like there was a lot of interesting tor- storytelling, and also it was fun for the writers. Like I remember Jeff Lemire would say how fun it was writing X Men during this time because they didn't care. Like the editors didn't care because they were focusing on the humans. Yeah. Because like, Age of uh, Age of Ultron was coming out soon, and like they wanted to kick off in human stuff. So yeah. like the X Men stuff took a back burner, but also made it very creatively freeing because they really didn't care what they did. Nice. Yeah. So like there's a one called I think Jeff Lemire did the Extraordinary X Men. Like okay. that was really fun, and they went back to getting X Men Blue and X Men Red and X Men. Yeah, Gold. those were good. Those were good, like stuff like that. So good things came out of it. But the story itself, especially looking at this now, being a more a veteran comic book reader or whatever, like I give it three X's. I give it two X's. I don't blame you. As a veteran comic, even like if I read this when it was coming out, I still would have been like, this is hot garbage, I think. Well, it's funny because I've had three different reactions since I read this book. Like I read the first time going, oh, that was really fun. But when this book came out, I was, you know, I was, uh, you know, I had been reading comics a lot longer than you had when this book came out. You know, like I would have been a lot like, this isn't Wolverine. This isn't what what, what are, who are these fucks? Like these aren't my, these aren't the X-Men characters I know. What is happening here? Being in the moment and age, of course, because I was like beginning of college when I read this book. Like the first time I read it, I'm like, this is cool and fun. And I read it like issue by issue, month to month and everything. I read all the tie-ins and everything. The second time I read it was when I actually got this trade, which is years later. And I was like, huh, I don't know if I like this as much. And then right. now reading it, I'm like, this isn't good. This is bad. This is <laughs> It only gets book. one more star because of the repercussions. Like I would give the main story two stars as well. Two X. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, I I hear you, and I think I think three stars is fair regardless. But two, just because this is hot, this is hot garbage. Hey, you know what? I hope Judgment Day is better. It starts next week. It I, does. I am in the middle of reading. Oh, great! That fell. Uh, middle of reading the newest uh, Eternals, and okay. it's really good. Uh, I, I like Gillen's portrayal of these characters. He treats them very godlike. Yeah. Did you just be. buy? Did you buy that book? Yeah, I actually bought it. Like you didn't. You had no idea if you were gonna like it or not. You just dropped twenty bucks on it. Fifteen, but yeah. Man, I wish I could be like that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> uh, how many omnibuses did you buy this but week? I buy the omnibuses of things that I know I like. Like I'm buying the omnibuses of like stories I I like that I. I base know. it off like, do I like the character and the writer? Yeah. Then mm-hmm. I can like okay, I'm safer. I love the writer and I like the characters. I just so I'm like that's a good bet. Or for example, I always, I, honestly, dude, it's more of like a space thing. I always get like real weird about like what what I'm doing with the space. I don't mind selling or giving away trades I didn't end up liking. That's true. That's a good yeah. point. You could, I've you can always sell them back to like some bookstore or whatever. Yeah, I give them to my local comic book store sometimes for their like weekend parties and stuff like that. Yeah, I actually, for a perfect example, I recently bought three trades of the current Thor run by Donnie Cates. Cause I love Donnie Cates and I yeah. usually like Thor. Yeah. And I've been hearing How good things. It? It's fucking awesome. Cool. Like, Donnie Cates is very much his own style. And I'd love to see him tackle X-Men one day. I think he will one day, but yeah. his writing's fantastic. He made easily the best solo Venom comic ever. 
Yeah, you really you got to get you got to get Marvel Unlimited, man. You got to get yourself like an iPad or something to read it on. You'll have you'll just go. You'll have such a good time in there, man. Probably. I just I like having physical books. I know you do. I I am running. I do have two big bookshelves and they're very tight already. (laughs) If you and I I do this every year, man, like if you if you got yourself a device to read on, I would gladly for your birthday or Christmas get you a subscription, a year subscription to goddamn Marvel Unlimited. (laughs) Hey, birthday's coming up. I know. Um, I know. But yeah, point is, I'm reading this book right now, Eternals, because that leads into the judgment day yes i'm definitely not going to catch up on avengers by then because it's like no. i'm behind like but action. i think I, I think having i i think if you're somewhat knowledgeable about what's happening with eternals i think it'll put us in a real good spot oh i wouldn't be shocked this will mainly be eternals and mutants and not yeah. so much avengers yeah but i feel like the avengers, avengers the avengers side. are there as mediators <laughs> exactly a reluctant mediators yeah. but yeah so that is the first versus event that involves mutants because civil war didn't really involve the mutants they, no, kind of they stayed, stayed out. out of that shit they stayed they, out both intentionally yeah and uh god forbid anyone reads civil war 2 because that is a hot garbage yeah. book it is did you ever read that one i'm not even sure honestly i think i it's did i can't awful. remember now it's so bad it was literally a cash grab because Civil War movie was coming out and they yeah. wanted to have that book. Yeah. So they made Civil War 2 and it was the dumbest reason and like all of it was bad. So guys, I hope you enjoyed that trip down memory lane of the mid-early 2000 story. Yeah. Uh, next time we'll be going a little more backwards into the 90s. We'll be covering the Claremont and Lee era of Mutant Genesis 2.0. Yeah, Mutant Genesis... Um... This is going to be a special episode for yours truly, man, because this was like the heyday of baby Josh collecting comics like this was. And this also kicked off the time in the 90s when everything was extreme, all the like a million different cut. You think you think there are crazy variants now. The shit. This is the dawn of the variant age, man. Like it was a collector's heaven and nightmare all in one. <laughs> but yeah, all right, so guys, thank you for listening. Josh, where can they find you? You can go on Twitter. I'm at Xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. It's so um, goddamn clever. I know it is clever, and I appreciate your take on that. Um, if somebody were to go on Twitter, where where would they find you? Oh, on all the overly aggressive chats about Obi Wan and <laughs> pro wrestling and the AEW women's division. But if you want to get more detail on that, you can find me at Madman three thousand five on Twitter nicely done thank you so until then guys we will see you high above the clouds absorbing the energy from the world igniting destruction and rebirth next time